Hey everybody, welcome to NaNoWriMo Month. I am so excited to be here with you guys on April 1st and to celebrate all of the great things that we're going to write about this month. So whether that's one word, a thousand or fifty thousand, uh, get at it, set your goals, see what happens. And don't have pressure around any type of NaNoWriMo event. Just look at it as a time of joy and celebration and community. And connect with other writers during this time. This is a great time to start using those hashtags. Get yourself out there in the writing world. And start talking about what you're up to and learning more about what others are doing too. And then you can find like-minded souls out there with a heart for the work. And you never know, you can have your writing besties right along with you. Now, I will tell you one person to check out this month because she's already scheduled them all out. Tish Bouvier, write with me. You need to check out her YouTube channel. I will drop the link. I can't now because I'm on my ride to work. <laughs> so, I can't be dropping links and all that fancy stuff at the moment. But I will um, make sure that you guys can find Tish's YouTube channel get on there with her because she's going to be doing write-ins you can catch her at you know a recorded time you can go back and just um, meet my sweet friend tish and uh, join her because you'll never have to write alone and then of course you've got the NaNoWriMo community that you can get on and join a camp and now i have a camp my cabin in the woods people so i'm there um, you can join the different cabins at Camp Nano and at their website. And then there's like slots. And if you want to say, hey, I want to start my own camp. And I want to work with Christian authors who also write, um, you know, fiction or memoir. Or, you know, you can be very specific on your name and your descriptions. And maybe you can meet some new Nano friends through that. So that's just my tips. And if you want to learn how to sign up for NaNo, we've done tutorial videos on that. You can go to my YouTube channel and you can check out how easy it is to sign up, um, put up a project that you're going to be working on. And I really love NaNo because the Sunday Killer is a NaNo baby. And as you guys know, that is one of my highest selling books out there in the world. And it's time. Uh, I wrote the Sunday Killer last, what? It was published last year, so that nano baby um, took about a year to get out there, and now I'm looking at the new angles, and of course, researching last night. I will give you guys a hint. Um, well, I, I, let me just tell you this, okay? When I'm homeschooling, my mind is still, uh, you know, the afterworld, it's not like I can cut that thing off, right? <laughs> And Sam and I are researching, and of course, we have a world history textbook. Okay, so yeah, we're traditional with the textbook, with world history. Um, I got the same exact textbook that my uh, old high school was using, and got the teacher's manual from them first, and then when I was, it was time to dip and head out, I turned it back in and went on Amazon, and I ordered the history book exactly the same, because we really liked it. We liked the way it was laid out, and it was a springboard. So, the way that we homeschools, we, we use our textbook and history. Now, this is just history and science. We don't do this with, um, with reading or math or anything like that, but so for, uh, so for, for history, for example, 
we're reading, right? We get the we get the gist, we get the summaries, we get the introductions. Because really, textbooks only have so much space to do what they do, right? And you can't fault textbooks creators for that because man, they got a lot of cover. So we get that, and then we springboard into some crazy stuff, which is jumping out into modern day historical perspectives. We're looking up videos, and man, we found us an article on history.com last night. Man, and I got so excited. I sent the article to Solomon and to Eli. Now listen, I had to do that because you're talking 9 p.m., and my brain is getting very tired now because I've worked all day, right? And I've already been homeschooling for a few hours, and it's like, oh, what do I do with this? I'm going to forget that really cool thing. And yes, I sent it to myself just to remind myself that there's all the research I needed for my serial killer. Now, y'all, I wasn't expecting to go this route right now. I was not. I was expecting to hit the Pinwich Chronicles. Now, I'm, I'm, I've pretty much finished Pinwich. I only have two chapters left, like two more. So I know that that's going to be a very easy goal for me in NaNoWriMo. So you ask yourself questions like, what's your time like? You know, yes, I do have spring break. So, but we also have family events that are going on during spring break and families first. Well, God's first family, you know what I mean? Um, and so family's going to trump any kind of writing activity. Uh, that's just the way it's going to be. And, you know, I've got eye surgery this month. Um, you know, got all that going on. I can talk with you guys more about that um, on another episode. So it's like, you know, I've got a lot of things going on in April. But my brain is right there in these moments where opportunity hits. And it's that aha moment. And when you get those, you know them. And I got it last night. I was like, well, I might not be able to finish book two. I need 25 days to work on that because I already have five chapters of the Sunday Killer Part 2. I already have it. I already know the title. I already have the book cover created. I already have all of that. Trust me, y'all. It's like I saw an image. It hit me strong. Um, I already purchased the image like it's mine. I, I know what I'm doing on that thing. Um, I already created it. It's it's ready to go be placed up. But, but I'm like, Penwich Chronicles is something that is going to be a lighter lift for me. Because one, it's my book that's almost there. I only have a couple more chapters to go. I already know how it ends. It's just I got to sit and do it. Like, I know the whole surrounding of the, the whole you know, theme at the very end and how I want to do the cliffhanger and who I want to show up at the door, you know, that kind of thing for my young readers. But I'm in the editing phase of that. And so I've already started before April 1st, I started looking at Pinwich and making sure that my advanced vocabulary was there. And I'm so thankful that I met with Gregory McGuire. If you have not listened to that episode, oh my gosh, Guys, wow. And if you have not read Crest Watercress, I want you to add it to your list because it came out on March 29th. It's out there in the open right now for you to get and grab because you need it for research if you are working children's chapter books because each chapter is just alive, alive with not only imagery, figurative language, but advanced vocabulary. 
And now I came to that conclusion quickly when I was reading it and I was having to look up words. And I was like, oh my gosh, I love it so much. I love it, love it, love it. When I was then, after I finished, of course, you know, I'm going over some of the reviews and Kirk has talked about the advanced vocabulary. And I'm like, yes, I mean, that's what we need. And that's how I write. That's how I want the books even at Monarch. Like you look at Ashley's and Stephanie's fantasies. What? Just it's going to blow you away when you read it because you're going to be like, my kids are going to have this. Or, or you, if you like middle grade YA fantasy as much as I do, you're going to be like, wow, just look at the the artistry behind word choice. And that's, you know, I uphold that as a high standard for me. And, you know, I don't always reach it. I'm not saying I'm perfect at it. Lord knows I'm not. But, you know, it is a it is a place to have that playground full of love and play with words. And I truly take that seriously in my evaluation of my work. And now I'm in the editing stage. And so, yes, it is about, well, let me slip that in. Let me, you know, I had a beta reader, you know, give me some advice about parts. You know, she seems a little too old for her age. Let's switch some things, maybe. Let's add a little thing here or there. So my beta reader was really great help on that, and I did include those pieces. But And I, you know, I've made them work, and I do think it makes it for a stronger piece. But man, working vocabulary right now is something I love. It's something I enjoy. And so the editing phase for me with the Pinwich is going to be a very light load for me. Um... And it's something that I know that by the end of April, if that's my goal, is just to work Pinwich, right? Great. I got it. And then, of course, I will be putting Pinwich out in the world. Now, I'm not satisfied with the covers that I've made for Pinwich. I have been working them. I've got tons of them. You'll know, like, for example, the Sunday Killers part, the you know, book two. I already have title for it, but I don't want to give it away yet. But, you know, I've got the image. I've got the title. I've got it done. And it worked. I didn't have to make but like three copies of it, three different kind of styles when it was just with font. And of course, my aunt and Karen and my author friends looked at them and Ashley and they were like, yeah, I like this one over this one. And so I had a vote amongst my author people who love image like I do. And that was it. You know, we're, we're, I'm done. But Pinwich, not so much. I've made quite a ton of those and I just can't settle. Um... And I need some more ideas for that one. I need I need to finish it and look back and see. And I'm looking at um, a Kate Camillo type style of of a book cover because Kate one is my favorite author. And I'm gonna um, just go back and I'm gonna be looking at the way that those books because she's my she's my dream author. Y'all I, y'all know how much I love Kate's work. And the Beatrice Prophecy and, and the way that those books are built. So, I'm going to be using those as my models because of Winn-Dixie as, you know, some of those types of chapter books. And when you hear me talking about the chapter books, I want you to think about because of Winn-Dixie and I want you to think of Pinwich. Because at first, I wasn't going there with Pinwich. I was at the I was at the stage where I thought Pinwich was going to be an early chapter book where it was going to be like Ghoul School. And that's how I originally set out to fit that within my market of books. Because Ghoul School, you know, that's for my little ghoulish step up for people who would love to read Goosebumps but maybe need a, a in-between. And I thought, well, Pinwich is going to fit great there. But I think Pinwich 
through editing, it may morph more a little more to chapter book. We're going to see. I'm not making any kind of predictions on that. That's like me trying to predict the Duke Carolina game. Like, I know who I want to win. Will it win? Who You know, will they win? Who knows? And that's what I mean about, you know, going into this, you know, just by playing it by faith. Because I'm going to see what happens in the edits. I know that when I made edits this past week, I jumped in and I started doing some pre-work for NaNo. I always love doing that. Before NaNo, I love kind of getting in and playing. The, the book was getting a little bit more, but the word count there, and I'm going, hmm, what am I doing here? And I, I just said, well, let's go. Let's do it. Uh, I can always chisel it back down if I need to, but it was moving, uh, and I was um, adding in things that were necessary to advance the theme, the understanding of character development. So I was happy with what I added. I was, I was pleased with that, but it also then maybe push a little, push a little bit more. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see what ends up happening. So I'm excited about all of that. But that research last night, and when we hit that article, and I saw that, and I saw this tradition, and I saw this creepiness, and I'm like, that's creepy. That's really creepy. And I was like ran downstairs at the end of homeschool. And I gave Eli the premise because, of course, he was watching Just Dig It. And he was not looking at the article I sent him. He was like, oh, my gosh. And I didn't even say anything. He was like, well, there you go. That makes sense. That helps with your killer, doesn't it? And I'm like, how did you know? Because, look, I mean, seriously, I just finished catching a killer. Like, you guys know that's the only thing I pretty much want to watch. Um, but, yeah, trust me. I'm doing that for research, too. So, Sam found a new documentary on Netflix. And he watched it. And he was like, Mama, it's so well done. He was like, you're going to love it. You're going to love it. Because it is from the detectives. And that's my favorite part. My favorite angle is to watch those. And so, yeah, man watched every one of those binge those binged them um catching a killer netflix highly recommend and so i'm doing that for research too and then here we go found the article just finished catching a killer this week i'm doing my nano work and i'm, I'm not letting go of sunday killer part two so just letting you guys know that that one is just going to be a heavier load a lift that's going to take a lot more uh rigor on my part lift those uh exercise that one out and so, if I don't finish it now, I can just hop right back in in July and work it again for that next camp. And then I can always do it in the big camp in November. So, I know what my goals are. And you, you've already heard them. You've processed them with me. Number one, get that Pinwich Chronicles going. Finish it up and, and, and get that one really um, solid. I'm going to um, open it back up to my beta readers again because that's what I do. Anytime that I'm working a book, it's open. The link is there. And then I'll just remind them, hey, I've, I went back in and um, I'm advancing it a little bit more. Uh, I'm, I'm working it out in Nano. If you want to join me, if you've got some time, if you want to jump out of your work, jump in here. And I'm going to talk to some of my library friends and also some of my parents uh, that have children around that age that can serve as beta readers because that's my number one go-to is families because that's who I'm writing this for is children. So I always like to include them on my little beta reading team as I'm moving through the process. And if you want to learn about the Monarch Method, you know, talk about process, you can get the ebook uh, paperback. It's out there on Amazon and you can check out my process on how I write a book 
and I can write a book in 30 days, a uh, chapter a day kind of thing. Um, once I get focused and get going and, and move in that direction with my goal. And that's why when I'm looking at life, what's the better goal for me for the for this camp? And that is to edit, fully edit, do all the five rounds with Pinwich and get Pinwich going. And that will be, you know, for me, you know, a really feasible goal. Um, I believe I can also have it professionally edited possibly by the end of the month because I have two editors in mind right now for rounds. So I would want to do two rounds on that. My developmental edits and beta readers. And then, of course, moving on to my line editor, Sally. So um, Sally's, Sally's my go-to for my editor. I love her so much. Um, she's the best for me like she gets me she gets my work and I, I truly am thankful that uh, Sally has partnered with me too as a part of Monarch so find editors in your circle and find more than one because this is a process y'all I mean trust me on that this is a process my developmental editor Kelly Martin if you're looking for a strong editor man I'm telling you what she's the bomb in developmental and then I've got my friend who's an editor in training so Anne is out there, um, Inspirational Journeys host. You can go and listen to her podcast. You can um, check out what she's up to in the editing world. And she's really, really shining bright in that children's area. So I just want to give you guys a heads up that you know she's an editor in training and she's willing to take you on and work with you. And um, I just, I'm really proud of Anne and everything that she's been accomplishing while she's writing at the same time. Like, guys, us authors, man, give yourself a pat on the back, even before you start Nano. I know it's April 1st, you know, go ahead and just say, wow, look at what we do, you know. We have such full lives, and writing is just one part of that, and I just am so thankful and blessed. The Lord continues to provide us the story, the strength, and the joy behind the writing process. Well, all right, guys. Hope y'all have a wonderful Friday. I'm getting ready to call my husband, so I got to get off of here. And I'll talk to him before I make it to work. And I uh, hope y'all have a blessed day. Bye.